it's heavy. On your marks, on your marks, get steady. Taking my time with it, just like pity. Speaking my mind with it, feel it on the levy. On the weekly quarter, this week's easy. Andrew connected the dots, and that's crazy. Show side, do flum dung, so come and see me. City bread, you know that never be me. Take another look like VAR. You can listen to the Jedi, you see AR. Look on them, must go far. You can live on the deep, cause you raise the bar. It's just as hard. Yo, yo, and yo. Nah, mm, come on, man. Come on, what is this, bro? Yo, yo. I gave you three for the three goals for the three goal comeback. Nah, and I nah, gave that's, two that's, for the goals we should never conceded. Yo, 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 yo. It's the Shellside Podcast, episode one, two, one, and I'm not happy, but Kwabna made me do it. Mel made me do it. Kwabna made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on Kopna? I'm alright man I'm tired I'm tired I'm tired but you know kind of my blessings man how are you pretty much the same I'm absolutely knackered I'm falling asleep on my sofa earlier like at 5 o'clock so that's that, you know that I'm tired yeah yeah that's that's me it's properly tired that's that is pretty, pretty that don't happen serious. it's pretty yeah. serious mate it's all good Energy's Serious. energy's right. It's just not high. Okay, it's calm. It's calm. So, it's calm. Well, we've got a lot to get into, man. Got a lot to get into, and uh, yeah, I mean, do you know what? It's been it's been busy in it. So let's not let's not. Um, there's been a lot of emotions. Right? It's been a lot of emotions. <laughs> okay, first of all, I said like after those those two those two losses. <laughs> And they thought that this guy was falling. Then I was like, yes, time for a bounce back game. Sporting, Champions League, let's do a thing. We didn't do anything. Um, well, that's not that's not strictly true. The sporting game was very much what we've come to know from containing being like a less than satisfactory first half and then much improved second half. We thought we got a late, a late winner. It was going to be ecstasy, absolute bedlam, and it didn't happen. We ended up having the gold chalked off and everyone cursing the invention of VAR. I don't want to spend too long in it because I'm sure by the time you're all listening to this, you've had time to process your emotions and get over the fact that we are now angry. And are still angry. (laughs) We are now in a shootout for the final position. So. I or Europa League. But uh, Andrew, yeah, your 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 thoughts and feelings about sporting. Yeah, just don't like this slow start first half business. I know we're trying to the problem is rotation and the trust in rotation and the lack of it. Um, because he doesn't trust a lot of players. And because of it, we then manage trying to manage too much and manage to stay in the game to keep them at bay, manage um, to get to the second half where we're supposed to be the fittest side 
we were throwing up in preseason um and then turn it on and yeah it can work but right now we can't defend clearly so when good boy comes back and hits a low daisy car you expect your world cup winning keeper to move his feet and save it they were my thoughts no one's calling them out but i'm out and yeah we didn't leave ourselves too much to do because sporting aren't really that good no no team in that group is really that good in us at the moment but we had the opportunity to go and win it and var if you can't make a decision after it seriously leave it alone like leave it alone you take you took away var you took away an euphoric moment from people this and this is right these moments are what people pay good money for the feeling of ecstasy euphoria in that 95th minute is why you spend 180 pounds on a ticket if you can afford to spend 180 pounds a ticket or why you spend the 50 pound you can afford to spend on a ticket that is the reason not to be chalked off for something that nobody can actually explain exactly why it was chalked off because we just plunk lines on top of each other and because they can't put them on top of each other they put them side by side i know you've got a perspective of angle but don't we need like hawkeye kind of technology to spin it round, show from every perspective that he was offside and if you're saying he was off and it's no relation to the ball going backwards and then it coming off the defender going forward the defender has one purpose in life that's to stop the going towards the goal. The mere fact he's there and it hits him, it's intentional because he's there to stop the ball. If he's not there to stop the ball, it probably goes to Kane, even though it's, he headed it backwards. Only Royale could head it backwards. Um, heads it backwards away from Kane. Anyway, enough said. My point is the defender's there for one purpose, to block the cross. He blocks the cross, so therefore he's playing the ball. The ball falls to Kane, works it away with a very good finish, and that should have been it. Qualified for the Champions League, knockout stages, but instead we can do squeaky bottom and Spursy and end up in Europa League and facing Arsenal in the last 16. Yeah, not looking forward to it. Wow. No, no. And I went happy, but I left before the bar, if I'm honest. So I saw that in my car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were your thoughts? You know what? It was really frustrating. It was really frustrating. And like you said, I think the problem with VAR is that it's a great tool, but you have to remember that human beings are still the ones who operate it. And human 100%. beings are ultimately flawed. They're flawed. And so when there's an opportunity to make a decision and concede that you might not know and you give because you know when people were kind of when linesmen were like back in the day they were the ones called offsides etc um and i think it's always that gives the benefit of the out the doubt to the attacker attacker yeah 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 people come to so the in goal. In, exactly so in, in a situation like that it's so tight right if you can't, if you can't, um, if you're actually having to work really hard in a game where you want to see more goals and goals will bring people in, why would you work that hard to disprove the goal? Like, why would you work so hard to take it away? That's what I didn't understand. 
human beings are flawed. So it doesn't matter how great technology is. If it's used incorrectly, if people can't get their ducks in a row and there are other agendas that come into it, you know, then I think it's almost like you want to feel, you want to feel important. You want to feel more, uh, you want to feel impactful over the game. And that's what VR, VAR allows them to do because there are, there is greater margin for error in games like football because fewer games, fewer goals are scored, right? So, mm-hmm. like, like we, like we said many a time on this podcast, like you and I are big basketball fans. And the thing about basketball fans is the f- thing about basketball games is that so many points have to be accumulated over those forty-eight minutes, those four quarters, those four twelve-minute quarters, that it's impossible to say that the best team did not win. Whoever plays best on that night will win. It's like impossible for that yeah. not to happen. I agree. It's impossible for that to happen. Whereas with football, you can be battering a team and lose 1-0. You can have all the shots on target. You can hit the post a million times. They can get one deflected shot and not even defend that well. You might just like be off, right? And there's an argument you were the better team and you lost. So when you consider that, the stats that came for from this from this game and the game being won in dramatic fashion the way it was, you'd expect, all right, benefit given to attacker. If we have to work this hard to try and show it wasn't a goal, then maybe it was a goal. Like all those things could be taken into consideration. And then the best team on that wins. But due to human error and other kind of fuckery that happens throughout a game. We're here debating whether VAR is, you know, if there's a place for it, if it's actually good. People always get pissed with VAR. I get it. I get it. But if someone's presented the opportunity for you to have a video assisted referee at the time when Pedro Mendes, his goal went over at um, at Old Trafford. Old Trafford, yeah. Let's say say that happens, right? Let me need VARs. Let's go learn. Learn, yeah, so, okay, fine. Go to go technology, right? Um, or the various times in which you've seen um, the fouls just gone ahead, or you know, Mario Balotelli stamping on on um, Defoe's head and then going off to score a penny, a penny and then yeah, Man City winning 3 2, like Chelsea, like all the, exactly, Lampard's goal, like there's so many moments, and you would say, Yes, you take it, you would take it. But you don't account for the fact that you've got a human being on the other side of it and they're the ones who make it difficult. But it's fair though, ones. isn't it? it? It's fair. It's easy to rule out a, it's easier to rule out a goal than give a goal that you're not sure about. I feel like if you can't disprove it, or if you can't prove it, then it's like, well, there's doubt. It's easy for me not to give it. Thinking against there's doubt, let me give it. And that's what I think goes into their head because ultimately they're going to be judged on that decision, right? They're, they are not the kingpings, but they are the overseer. Now their rule is final. They've had to look at it. They've got the opportunity to look at it multiple times from multiple angles and make a decision. So their decision has to be right. And because of that, they err on the side of caution to their, their accountants. They want to be prudent. They'd rather round down than round up, and yeah. they're taking away goals. Perfectly good goals in in the world of football. Played jumpers for goalposts over the park. No one has a problem with that goal anywhere in the world. If silly lines on, 
I think and like this is this is what it is. It's like it gets to a stage where and you know, no doubt this always happens when 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 you know Tottenham feel when we're in a situation where we feel cheated, no doubt something will change next season, which would have meant that, you know, this goal... Oh, the retrospective handball. It's, it's, always, it's, always, it's, always, it's always the case. But I guess, you know, I don't want to spend too much time, <laughs> too much more time, <laughs> we're ready much to... more time discussing it here. But yeah, and there was that. Um, Marcus Edwards obviously inevitably scored because that was always going to happen. Come on. And then and then, then there's, the, there's the talk, oh, you know, we should have kept him, blah, blah. I remember when there was talk about him being a... An upstart and this and the third, the the fan base are happy to get rid of him. And now people are talking like, ah, oh, how can we let such a talent go? Blah blah. I mean, I think he's he's talented. I don't think he's the world beater that people currently like think he is. I think it's more of a recency bias thing. But I'm happy he's found his way in professional football. Like I am. I'm happy that he's um He's made a name for himself and I hope he continues to develop, man. I really hope he becomes like, he fulfills the potential. I'll say that. I really hope that, that happens because, you know, we he's currently living out these fans' dreams, bruv. And, and to see a young kid from the area rise to footballing prominence, I'd love to see that. So whether it's at Spurs or somewhere else, I wish Mark said was the best of, the best of luck, man. So I've got no, I've got no ill feelings towards him. Yeah, no, I, I I want him to do well. I mean, if it benefits Spurs if he does well, because we've still got the fifty percent um, buyout or release, not release clause. What's that word? I can't even think of compensation if he gets yeah. sold. So if he gets if they get seventy eighty million, all the better for us. But and if we want to buy him back, if he does reach that elite level, then we can buy for cheaper than anybody else consider if he wants to come that's the case but for me I think he's tidy I think he's a good player I think he may struggle in the Premier League but yeah but Paul Dents Trossard don't struggle in the Premier League like that so once you've got a bit of size a bit of know-how you can manage it and he's proven he's run die ragged and a few players might do that but I guess my point is he has some talent whether he gets into a guide I don't know. Whether we would have got into a Jose side, I don't know. However, I wasn't one of those people that was saying we need to get rid of him. I think I've got the rights. If we go back to the podcast we had when we had Trevor Dubry on, um, my thing was, yeah, we need to get you back, my man. My thing was that I think there was some disconnect in terms of everybody saying he had this attitude when actually I think it he knew his value and his value was more than Tottenham wanted. And it happened. It happened with Pogba at United and they ended up buying him back for world record fees. Um, I'm not suggesting that's what we're going to do, but my point is clubs can make mistakes. Players can make mistakes. And I feel like he did say he had some growing up to do, maybe didn't handle it the right way, but I certainly knew some inside info. So I knew that it wasn't, him and yeah he's a good little player and I'm happy for him I'm happy he scored actually but I would have liked him to score and us to win 2-1 yeah that would be that would be nice that would be nicely um so listen we played Bournemouth the weekend and 
before we went into the game, did you consider it to be a must win? A hundred percent. We'd lost our last two league games. It's from, because remember the agenda for that week and got us all gassed, like, um, do you believe yet? White Hart Lane of Fortress and all of that. And within three days, best ever start. <laughs> within three days, it had gone out the window. And then within a week, it was just like best start going to worst ever run. Like, so two defeats and a draw. Yeah, we definitely needed a win. I don't know what you thought. I I think we definitely needed a win. Yeah, it felt felt very must win to me, man. It felt really big. It felt really big, man. I can't lie. It felt really big, that game. And So how did you feel then when we went 2-0 down? Did you, was, was your world was your world falling? Your sky because you are Mister um, Optimistic, not as optimistic as Carl might I add. I don't know why you're not on the pod tonight because listen, you were coming with some vibes, <laughs> vibes. I was. We need to discuss those vibes. I was livid, man. I was livid. I was livid because I was watching the game. I was watching the game, and I stepped out, came back. And it was still like, it was still calm. And then I see we go one nil down. Horrible I was angry. Goal. I was angry because of the, the pathetic fashion in which our defense seemed to collapse. Right. He was a great finish, but he had, he had all the time yeah. in the world, bro. He had all the time in the world. And then the second one piece me even more because after one, one nil down, you should have a greater sense of desire. We didn't have that. We didn't have that. So to see their striker, who hasn't played that much, has injuries, he's, you know, he hasn't had much playing time, to show that much desire against three centre-backs was flipping embarrassing. It was embarrassing and infuriating because we've often spoken about the minimum requirement just being a level of desire, a need to win, a hunger that we hadn't seen. So to be out for in that fashion was pathetic, man. It was pathetic. I saw it. I was 100%. Like, wow, what are you like? What? If it's a great towering header, and blah, fine. But to just like stoop and just get there because he just wanted it more. Desire, desire, desire got him there. Yeah, desire got there. Were, like you say, three defenders, the main two that were right there, just got out muscled. All you've got to do is get your body there, want it more, and if that means a diving header to the for a corner then so be it like or a volley to the corner kick his head off like his head shouldn't be down there whatever yeah. like get there first jump there first and don't be out muscled there's two of you one blocking one go for the ball use your smarts didn't do it but part of me blames obviously the players part of me blames Conte because sometimes Conte's a madman like I'm going to keep it real sometimes Conte moves mad that team selection him moving mad let's think about this you've had long lay for the whole season thus far and this is the first time you choose to play him as your central center why why not before rotate dyer why why not if you're happy to play long lay away to bournemouth you should be happy to play long lay in the center at home to leicester why is it only now when you're rotating him in with two players he's never played alongside in defence in those roles. That's going to cause problems. It's going to cause problems. That back five 
played together. That back three's never played together. Yeah. Longley is the first time he's played CCB. And then he's playing alongside Davies. Those two have never played together in a three at all because they're each other's replacement. So that's got to be worked out. Sanchez probably played with Longley, but with Dara in the middle. I think that was too much change and interest because we could have done that earlier in the season, throughout the season, rotate one or two, rotate one or two, not just fullbacks, rotation, rotation, Conte, rotation, Conte, rotation. That way, when you need to make wholesale changes, we've got some money in the bank. Valero phrase, we've got money in the bank. We had no money in the bank. That doesn't excuse the desire. That doesn't excuse stupidity, but it does help in the bank. I think it's an interesting change at the centre back. Um, also, centre back always feels like a very delicate place to make changes. There mm-hmm. were there was clearly him, him trying to rest um, Dyer and you know give him a break because he's regardless of what Lira says, he's a very important player for us so he is um, an important player doesn't make him a yeah. good player no this is good but if we, whether we like it or not that is an important player for us and you yeah, know we, right we would like we would like it to be a different situation we would like it to be a different situation we'd like it for we'd like him to be a backup for example but he's not he's a key player for for conte um and we know how we know how lyric feels about it but the facts are the facts so to make those changes felt really strange and it almost felt like maybe Conte is taking the Champions League remit really seriously um has, contrary to what, yeah. what, what what he's been said what has been said in the past um that he's doing that but you know but um, partner, let's think about this sorry to cut you but let's think no, about go, this. Go how does it look us getting knocked out of the Champions League going into it top in round five, ending up in Europa League in round six in a Champions League group consists of Frankfurt, Marseille and Sporting. Right. Oh, it's not... I mean, to say that it's not great is a massive understatement. It's uh, it's atrocious. But... And and I, I get that. But in the past, people have just been like, well, Conte's not really on Champions League. So, like, let's just, like... You know, let's just, well, let's we're just not winning let, the league, are we? So he's got to go for it. Well, his his selection suggests that he's that's what he's trying to do, right? It suggests that he's that's what he's trying to do. So, and I just felt like really strange to tinker at centre back, but he did it. We go into the second half, right? And there's like he's just about to make his subs now. This is where Lero's frustration around pre-sub comes in, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's about to make this sub. It's time for Session to come off. And just then he gets played through with a delicious ball, by the way. Very tasty. Hoibier. Hoibier, listen to him bits. Yeah. When, I, when I tried to say Lero to Hoibier at the pod, yeah, that's when he started trying to drop out the, drop out the recordings. But anyway, <laughs> um, they were, it was a delicious ball. And... Yes, it was deflected, right? So deflection scores it. Deflection Andrew, scores relax, it, relax, 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 relax. Can I just say something? Can I say something? Can I say something? You're a footballer, Codner. Like, watch from 
as he runs in. Remember, this is not success is not confident. Watch it from when he runs in. That strike he strikes shouldn't score on corner. It's the deflection that takes it there. That's all I'm saying. Like he did well to get there, he got his shot off. Then it's the lottery. But listen, yeah. If you don't shoot, you don't score. There are people. Who, there are people. There are people who like people who are top goal scorers in that position. The way we're playing at the moment, they're trying to square that to nobody. Yeah, right? I hear that. So, so he he took his shot on and he scored, bro. He scored. He earned his right to to stay on that pitch, and I respect him for that. He did that. Yeah, cool. he did. <laughs> he did that, and then suddenly, there's like, all right, we might do this. Then we get a corner, and apparently. We've gone from not being able to score from any corners to now being the highest um, highest uh, scoring team from corners in the league. I think we're on eight now, seven or eight? Nine, nine. We're on nine? Nine. I guess nine given the last goal, yeah, the winner. Yes. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so, it's, so it's, yeah. exactly, yeah. So, eight. And it's the hunger from in Ben Davis' eyes, another player Lero loves. Much more Tiffany was was beautiful. It was beautiful. He reacted like everyone understands it, right? Which you love to see. The desire to get that header. It wasn't an easy header ever. It wasn't an easy header. No, I've seen, it wasn't the, easy, I've seen no. those go. I've seen those go wide. So um, there was a hunger, the desire there, and he, he won it. And then Ben Tucker comes up clutch um, with with a finish from another corner. Um, but I think it's important to note that there was some like Dyer's introduction made a big difference. It did. I know that Dyer tries to pass out from the back, and I know he tries to do long breaking passes, but I also know he's not good at it. Like, in my opinion, he's not good at it, right? But he made a lot of overlapping runs, he made a lot of incisive passes, he tried to get things going. And then, I guess, the mindset is always different when you come in as the guy who needs to fix something. You're almost given free license. The pressure's off. You're already losing 2-0. Do you see what I mean? How many times have you mm-hmm. heard me shout, like, we've got nothing to lose, like, if we're already, like, you know, let's go <laughs> yeah. for broke, bro. Let's go for broke. Let's do, go and do it. Do you see what I mean? And that's what Dai was given. He, he, the, the, the responsibility was off his shoulders. He could just go and play. And it suited him to the ground. Because even the one-two, he played a one-two in the right-hand channel. I was like, what are you doing all the way up there? He, he played a one-two with, maybe it was Perisic after he came and replaced Real. I can't remember. But he played a one-two yeah, and, then he, he, and then he crossed it for Son, who, who actually great technique to get that shot off, going towards uh, the top corner and it got saved. Got saved yeah. on saved corner. Yeah. So I guess when I looked at it, it's like the impetus and the hunger that came into it gave Tottenham a whole new proposition. When you look at it, though, and overall, we can talk about how Tottenham wanted it more in the second half, they were more aggressive, more decisive passing. All of that is true. But I always say that when you're 2-0 down and you're, quote-unquote, the better side, the stronger side, to go out there for broke, how many times have you seen Man United do it? So many times have Man United do it. So you tell me Chelsea did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see so many great sides in the league. I remember there was a season where um, under Pochettino where we were we had won fine, the most fine, points. Fine, 
No, we, we didn't agree. We didn't agree for the season. We didn't agree for the season. Yeah, we did. Uh, no, we didn't. No, 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 I don't remember. Show no, me the tape. Not. Show me the tape. Show me the tape. Okay, we'll go back. Show we'll go tape. back for the receipts. We'll go back. Um, but I think it's um, at the time where we we had won the most points from these positions, right? And people like yes, you know, you're right? Yes, we, we could go. So we could go one 0 down at the beginning of the game. Now we'll come. We're gonna win two one. Win win three one. It was right. It was okay. With the way which you play now, we're not on the front foot. So those things are, are difficult. So when you look at the character that I displayed on this, it was encouraging, but it's not going to be a regular thing. So when you look at it, does this result fill you with confidence or concern? So you're taking result, not performance. So the result, victory, but is a victory which was very last second um, and in position we were put in a position we didn't need to be in. So it definitely doesn't fill me with confidence because what we're saying here as well is that our role players can't play a role. Um, we need, we that's need, our, yeah. And that, but that's, that's what we're saying, right? Because you're telling me that Dyer changed the game almost. But one thing I will say to you is Dyer played, didn't play CCB. Relax, he didn't play relax. CCB. I didn't say. I didn't say. I didn't say that. I changed the game. That was the vibe. This is what. This is what gets it. This is what gets it to RB. Like with the guns <laughs> out, bro. No one said that. I changed the game. That's yeah, what I'm okay. going to put on Twitter. Quadner said. Um, no, but it doesn't form with any confidence that we've gone away in a must-win game. Bear in mind, like you said, we established this was a must-win game. Yes, it's for Marseille, which is a must-win game. Yes, it's in the October busy period. Yes, he doesn't rotate, but he rotated today. It's your opportunity to prove yourself. Now's your opportunity to show that you can be trusted and you go 2-0 down. Very little. So the fact we came back, great, but you put yourself in that mess and we should be able to come back. Try going 2-0 down on Wednesday or Day in the Calderon against Marseille and see if you can come back 3-2. It's not going to be easy. You're playing an average Premier League side. Average Premier League side. Before Saturday, and those who don't play Fantasy League, I wonder how many Bournemouth players they could name. I wonder if they could name 11 players from Bournemouth to make up an a, a 11-a-side team. I don't think they could. That's how poor Bournemouth are. And we should have come back and we shouldn't take any confidence from the fact that we can because that is the minimum requirement. I'm sorry. That's the way I see it. Sorry, Carl. <laughs> I just feel that whilst I see where you're coming from, we shouldn't have gone down. We should, we should clearly have enough, enough to, to beat them. But it's like, Does a part of you not feel that we may have been maybe a, a switch has been flipped? That maybe the team that they're capable of better and that they should be delivering better. That's is that no, no part of you feel like that and that there might be a, a shift in mentality that they know how how that tastes the winning taste like you know, sometimes you need to stop the rot right and stop stopping the rot is one thing but doing that fashion that can be a galvanizing game changing part of the season no it, it it could be i just think they were so poor i think they were a poor side and no matter which 11 we try out no disrespect to Bournemouth, although i'm probably disrespecting them i think we should be beating them like 
me this question after Tuesday. I'm going to do a layer here. Ask me this question after Tuesday. And I'll tell you for why. That's the real pressure for me. That's the real. You've got the cauldron. The cauldron. And this is embarrassing if we get knocked out and go into the Europa League. The, the likelihood is we'll probably go, concede the first goal. We're up against a highly technical side who we struggle to break down, really, or create many chances against at home in the first meeting. If they don't get sent off, will the spaces be there? Will we be able to create? A draw doesn't guarantee us top spot. It does guarantee us qualification, whether top spot is important or not. But what it means is a draw leaves us on the knife edge all the way up into the 90th or 95th minute. So ask me that question after our result against Marseille, because I am not convinced we have got the mentality to go a goal or two down away from home in a must win and put it off. Uh, Sorry. How do you feel? Be honest. Like, have we been playing the season? The way we've been playing, we go 1-0 down away to Marseille. Where are you putting your money in Betfair? There are other um, betting sites available. But where are you putting your money? <laughs> That's not bad. Um... <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm going to put money down on on a, on us to on a, on us to turn it around. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah, I would do that. But I'm I'm a bit crazy. I guess what I would love to believe is that the the style of football we played in the second half, where the handbrake was off, and we need to go and get something, could be something that we can do for longer than just like the first five minutes and then the last ten. I feel like the players should enjoy playing like that and she put themselves in position to do it more readily but yeah I hear you but you got to um, remember you got to remember again Sporting were a poor side um, and I say poor side they're not a great side we were able to take the handbrake off there but yeah that's fine I think in the Premier League it's a lot easier to take the handbrake off because the Premier League is broken football it's more end to end Bournemouth not a great side but we have press sides without creating many chances because I don't think technically good enough right now. I think technically we don't have that many technicians in our side. I use technically twice in the same sentence. It's probably incorrect. Yeah, you do. However, you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Edit, Lero, please. Technically, we're not that good. We're not. I know you are. You know you me out, so just hang me out. Oh, man. But, this is what I was saying to you guys last week. If we, I wouldn't like to see two touch in our training. Now, if Kane and Bentacore on the same side, two touch game with our side is going to be so dead because we do not have those technical players anymore. Showing in our football, it shows in the final third, bro. We are the corner Kings, right? We are the corner Kings. We are the cross Kings. We are the penalty Kings. Apart from Hoybier's through ball, we're not scoring many goals from open play, like natural play. We're almost coming like an American football side. Like we're going to have ends and some wide receivers. And like, who's the best kicker in the game? I can't even think. But we've got that, like in the corner kicks and the penalty kicks. Dead ball specialist right now. The only thing we can't score is a free kick. But away from the rest of it, that's us. We're, we're playing like... Wimbledon souped up. Wimbledon 1988 that won against Liverpool in the FA Cup final. Up and at them. Long throws. Perisic's got a long throw. 
We take corners, we get penalties, we're a big, strong side. That's not the Tottenham we know. It's not. And we have changed our identity, but how many times have we said to ourselves, like, we tried it one way, it's time to go I the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not encouraging, right? But then you look at it and you're like, actually, we failed to do it like by playing like you know nice football we failed doing it when we were soft touch we failed doing it when we were playing good football and still a bit hardened right now it's almost like shithousery digging our heels in and making stinking up the place it's now now is the next uh, evolution in what tottenham <laughs> are going to uh, the approach tottenham is going to adopt trying to try and win win trophies and unfortunately i thought that we had to see it out um football, football evolution so evolution if you're pro evolution 2023 was this style of football but your pro evolution 2017 was that manager who i'm not going to mention style of football would you buy that game? That's a downgrade, bro. It, it makes sense, right? Make it make sense. It's an evolution, like you said. We've got to be better. I get all the street smarts. I get the toughness. I hard man. I get the know-how. But listen, it's a hard watch. We may be it's a, it's, a it's a horrible watch. It's a horrible watch, Andrew. There's no doubt about it. But the bottom line is, we are in an unfortunate position that only we could find ourselves in, in that we've got one of the best managers in the world that doesn't play any football the way we, in which we, we have come to know in terms of the identity of the club. But yet he also always wins. I mean, I think a massive caveat is that he's always had like money and been able to demand the players that he wants where he's gone. And whilst he hasn't broken the bank, like, no, no, that's not me say he's not broken the bank. That's not true. He's, he, it's not like he's cut, kicked off a stink as some other managers have done in the past, right? But he's also gone to teams where the foundation was already there. Like, if you look at what he, he, he said when he went to, when he went to, um, when he went into, like, I need like a big striker to complete this. I think Lukaku's the guy. He got Lukaku one skeleton. Like yeah. if you had come to us and been like, "Oh, we need Hakimi," he would be like, "Oh, yeah, can't get Hakimi. You can get you. You can you can get you. Uh, can, can get you uh, <laughs> what can you? What can you? What can you do with that?" He's he like, oh, well, I mean, don't know, if that's, don't know if you know if that's the same thing, but all right, I'll give it a go. You know, welcome to Tottenham Hotspur. It's different. It's different, man. It's different. So yeah, it's it's a horrible. It's a horrible watch. And it's almost depressing, like seeing the way the, the game has uh, developed at times. But you need to find joy in those moments. You need to find joy in three two like, wins like, because in ninety fifth no, minute winners like nah, yeah, yeah, you do. Finding <laughs> no, not the ones in just like, getting locked up by VAR, but the ones you know, the ones just celebrated by like Benzema. Like you need those moments. If you can't, but I didn't I celebrate that time, man. What? I didn't celebrate the goal. You're too far gone, bro. You're too far gone. You need to go and find your. You need to find your joy again, man. You, I you need, need to, to find, find joy. Your joy. I'm again, not finding bro. joy right now. So when that goal went in, I was like, "Damn right, that goal went in. Like, fix up." Like, that's how I'd be with my son. That's how I am with Spurs. Like, it's not good enough. I'd be like that with my daughter. Yeah, you got over the line, but it's not. I think I think we all agree that we want more from the team. 
I think we all agree what Morph must style to play. But you need to step aside sometimes. And those moments of those moments of elation may be the only ones you get, bro. Celebrate them, bro. Because you know when the next one's coming. You never know when the next one's coming. Boy, if fact. that if that is where, where we are with it, have to celebrate a 3-2 victory in the last second against Bournemouth because I don't know where the next moment of joy is coming from, then it's time to support another team and or just give up on football and just run with the Celtics and done. All right, so clearly, as you can hear, you, you guys, um, Andrew's gone at the deep end. He's ready to just chuck it all in. <laughs> and uh, I don't mean not say to him, but what I will say to you who are listening is that yeah, football football is like life, man. Like sometimes it's just a big pile of crap, bro. But when it's good, when it's good, roll around in that shit because it feels good. <laughs> Do it, celebrate it, You're celebrate it. It's hundred percent celebrate. It. So we've got um we've got Marseille next. It's a must win game. Um, do you reckon he's gonna revert to type? Yeah, hundred percent. I think you saw that with the substitutions or the the rotation. When are we gonna see Kozeski? Well, he stepped up his warm-up in that game. Bournemouth, he did. Yeah, but he still was, uh, exactly. But he still wasn't in the squad. No, but it was it was his recovery. The Spurs um, website listed it as recovery, um, and he did thirty half pitch runs. Um, I I got a feeling he's going to be on the bench against um, Marseille. It's nothing but a gut feel. Like you don't. He could have done that warm-up anyway, right? He didn't have to travel, and he didn't have to do it there. The fact he's travelled means that they thought he may be able to play. I don't think they've travel so they can see him run up and down half of the pitch, right? So that's a statement of intent, and I feel like he's going to be available for select on Tuesday from the bench. That would be nice. That would be very nice. That really would. I think I I had no idea we would depend on him this much. I just did not see it happening. No, I no. I did not see him being like the most skillful, catalytic player in our side. I just didn't see this happening at all. Maybe he's one of the one of um, a few players that can release that pass. Um, at the right time with the right pace and it with the right angle. And I know he can definitely whip a ball in from the right-hand side onto someone's head. Um, we're missing that. If you think about it, we haven't had that kind of delivery. Um, we haven't had that kind of strong running, direct running from the right-hand side. Lucas looks very off. I know he had a multitude of injuries, so I'm not going to lament him. Brian Hill is slightly different. He's just coming into it. But I think Klazeski offers you that directness and that quality, right decision making in the final third that we've often lacked this season. We definitely like that season. We definitely like that season. Um, and then what about Liverpool, man? How, how do you how are you feeling about that game? I still haven't seen the highlights. I didn't watch that game, but I mean, a very bad lead side went to Anfield, and we can't even can win at Anfield for love or money. But a very poor. Leeds side went to Liverpool and won. They come to us, to our home ground, where traditionally we've done okay against them. Um, and we should feel confident. However, if we're going to sit and we've 
we can't deal with Kiefer Moore. I know um, Dyer wasn't playing CCB or playing at all. Are we able to deal with Darwin Nunes? He's pretty decent in the air. Um, I mean, are we able... Relatively, he's tall. Um, he, he, yeah, he is. He's very decent. And then we've got people like Salah, who has played terrible this season, but is likely to pop up. Would you would you because, go as far as saying are you would you go as far as saying he's been he's been terrible or just hasn't met the heights? No, so I, I had a random random conversation. I had a Liverpool fan about this who actually somebody who works on FIFA has worked on Football Manager, actual okay. designer for Football Manager, and he approached it from a different aspect, and he he said for Liverpool, Salam creates the most chances for Liverpool. They may not be taken, but he creates the most chances. Um, don't know what metrics he was using, but that he said, and he said, as much as everyone saying Mane should not have been sold, when you compare the number of chances they actually have created over a course of X number of months, seasons, Salah creates more, and this is why he can see why they paid him the money and not Mane the money. So even though he's not scoring, his maybe direct running, his threat of in behind, his threat of cutting in may be creating opportunities for others. It's all I'm saying. So is, is he having a poor season? Statistically, goals and assists, not where he sh usually is. But to others, looking at different metrics, they may say something different. But me personally, I don't think he's been the seller of a couple of seasons ago where Oh he there's was... no there's no doubt about that. There's no doubt yeah. about that. He's definitely not the he's definitely not the, the seller of um of of not even last season. So um we'll see. But he's still managing to score goals. He wasn't great against Leeds, man. He still scored against them. Yeah, yeah and he and he's got a goal in it. And I, I think always, battle, always got a goal yeah, in it. The battle will be won, should be won in midfield, but also left side attack. Our left side, their right side is Son versus Trent. That's the battle. Because Trent cannot defend for love or money. So if Son, if we revert to a free for free and Klazeski being back, or we go with Lucas or Gill, but Son's to the left, I think Son needs to make those run but in. And he'll get in all day, every day. I mean, he gets in all day, every day against City and um, Liverpool anyway. But against this version of Trent, against the version of Liverpool with the limited protection the back four have now, I think Son has a field day. Trent is going to turn into Cafu against us, bro. He's going to turn into Pride <laughs> 90s Cafu. That's just going to happen. happen we'll see you it's now. Happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen 100%. I don't doubt about that. I'm not saying we can't get a result, but I just feel like certain players who have been not that great recently are going to turn up in a big way. They are going to turn up. So, you fair Trent? You fair who, Salah? Uh, I mean... No, turn it up on me. great side, man. Yeah, I mean, Salah, I, I can see them all turning up, man. But Liverpool are a great side. Um, and the thing is, they have, they're in poor form. Mm -hmm. But that form can turn around any time. And as we've seen in many, many instances, we are often a team to help you refine that, regain that, that form. Yeah, it's so, Dr. Tottenham. However, this is a different has. version of Liverpool because they are going for a rebuild. They're going for a slow, silent, not so silent rebuild. 
They are, they are. So I guess we'll have to see what they come up with. But um, I don't know. Am I feeling confident? I don't think I'm ever feeling confident when it comes to playing Liverpool. But but I'm ready for it, man. I'm ready for it for sure. I think it's. So let me um, ask you a question. Let me ask yeah, you a question. Sorry. Yeah. This version of Liverpool, hmm. would you rather play this version of Liverpool, the current version of Arsenal, the current version of Man City, or the current version of Man United? Or even Chelsea. So the top six of the top six, where do Liverpool rank for you in that top, the traditional top six? I'd rather play any of the other guys because I've seen I've seen I beat them really like, recently. Like, when I am though, even when I've been good, so I've seen it happen. Whereas Liverpool always seem to get a result against us. Always, there's other apart guys. Apart from Wembley, all those other guys. Yeah, apart from Wembley, all those other guys have lost to us. When um, the other cup, us going to them or them come to us, like I've seen it in very recent memory. Like since my daughters have been alive, I've seen them. I've seen us catch wins, uh, multiple wins uh, against all those teams. I haven't. Not seen Emirates them, though. Like, not in the league. Okay, not in Emirates. Yeah, not in Emirates in the league. Yeah, but apart from that, since my like my my daughters have been born, bro. Like. I've seen all the. It's Liverpool, the only, the only team that we have yeah, seen happen. So. Anfield, nothing happens for us at Anfield. Nothing good ever happens for us at Anfield. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. But this is this again. It's a peculiar season. We never know. Things might change. We're at home, so I think that we should be on the front foot, but we won't be. Um, and they're not in the greatest form, but we're Doctor Tottenham may, may come out. Well, I but. think. It, I think it's also. I think that the crowd will be on it, man. The crowd will be on it massively. They, they will know that this is the big one, and I think Conte's done a good job of highlighting the importance of the crowd in these games, man. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, I'm excited to see how that how that happens against Liverpool. A team, a Liverpool side who are like they're a bit fragile at the moment, man. People are onto them. They are fragile. They they are fragile. Blah blah. Like it's, it's time for us to go after them, man. We don't go after them now. When's it going to happen? We have to. So, we have to. They haven't got the intensity right now. But you speaking of the crowd, um, it was interesting that um, I think it was the first corner against... What was the last home game? Oh, it was had to be the... Uh, it had to be the game. So Hoybier was back in the team, right? Because he had missed the... Did Hoybier play that game? The last game see? I saw. Sporting. Uh, yes. What game did he miss? He missed the game before that. Um, yeah, he he didn't play. He didn't play the game against um against Newcastle. That's it. So yeah, no. so he was back. Yeah, Newcastle. yeah, so he was back. And the first no, Man United. Man United didn't play. They played Man United. Didn't play. Um, okay, then, then then Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle. Yeah. Um, he we won a corner, and literally, this is like. Minutes in, he's cajoling the crowd, arms up in only Hoybier fashion, and just like, come on, come on, get behind the team. Like in before, but not so much recently. But I really feel like that was pertinent because on the back of what Conte said, and then him coming out, he's pseudo captain, as we know, him coming out and trying to cajole the crowd to give the energy, it shows that the team need it and the team want it. Yeah. Because this was like literally two, three minutes in. I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, you've got to set pace, man. You've got to set the tone. Um, and hopefully people back it and they get on it because I just just not on anything else, man. I just, I just want a good performance. 
Mm-hmm. That's when the good people you, don't come back that game. I feel like we can be proud of how they how they went on. That's it. Did you see the Leeds game? Yeah, I did, yeah. So what do you think we can learn from Leeds and the way they played Liverpool? It's hard, man, because Leeds, like, they did the high pressing, which I know we're not going to do. Um, we can't. We've got high... Yeah, so they did, they did the high pressing. Um, they also... The high pressing meant that they could recover the ball I mean, Liverpool passed through their press like multiple times, right? But I just meant that they they were they took their chances also when they were in the area, and also their goalkeeper had an absolute fantastic game because they made so many mistakes in the back, but their keeper was on point. So it's not really a strategy that you can really you can really uh, advocate implement because yeah. you can yeah you can get the high pressing thing done, but then it means that you give Liverpool space at the back, and if they do that, they'll punish you. And any other day. Liverpool could have won that game three no three one. But we did we did press Brighton. We did press Brighton, but we played five in the middle that allowed us to press them up front. Which is exactly which is different. Which is different. And it still relies on you. And I feel like the the Liverpool defence isn't they're not comfortable doing it, man. They're really not comfortable. Not. And that I feel like is gonna have significant impact as well. So we need to look out for that. I hear you. I hear you. Um can I just you mentioned Melier. Um, Melia or Old Black? Who you having? Oh, Black Melia. Melia looks like he hasn't even started puberty yet, man. That's just like <laughs> what's that got to do with anything? No, nah, because, because he, 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 nah, because he, he also he just he's, he's not commanding enough. Like you need to, you need your keeper to be intimidating. No, I hear you. you I know what you're saying, but just watch this space be because honest. we'll be chasing Old Black and end up with Melia. Right, I'm just warning you. No, 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 they wouldn't do that to us. You don't go from a World Cup winning keeper. You know, you don't go from a World Cup winning keeper to like, no, 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 no. So that's irresponsible. That's irresponsible behavior. As as running a football club, that's irresponsible behavior. Let me I'm so back no. to Berbatov leaving to go to Man United on the last day of this um, transfer window and the last second of transfer oh, window, and us end up with Fraser Campbell. That wasn't responsible. Just pointing that out. History tells us anything. Yes, we did. It's irresponsible not signing Bastoni. Just as irresponsible of chasing Matinho, not signing Matinho. It's all irresponsible. It's just about as irresponsible of putting that you've got 150 million pound war chest and not using it. And then Ericsson, who knows where the biscuit tin is, walk to make. But saying that, the good thing about not having Ericsson is that we can score from corners. I mean, I think that's very unfair on Ericsson. Okay, we all know he was asked to put a flat one in the thumper. We all know that. Okay, leave leave him alone. Um, all right, cool. Well, let's 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 leave it there and hope that we can get a couple of uh, wins of our belt for the next pod. Because I tried to make this as positive as possible, but. <laughs> Andrew just wanted to tear me down every opportunity, and I fear he I'm was fairly tearing successful. you down. I'm not tearing so you down. You. So thank, thank you very much for listening, guys. We uh, we we appreciate you, uh, Andrew. We doing cities today. No, we're not doing cities. I'm sorry, I'm tired. So cities, we love you. <laughs> we love you. I didn't fall. I didn't do the collaboration. Collaboration. I'm looking for. See, I'm tired. I didn't. Find out the new cities this week is what I'm trying to say. So I will give you a massive shout out next week. You won't be forgotten.
you deserve better listeners um but yeah we appreciate you you know where we are you know where to find us you know what you to do five star for your reviews because we only give you five star content um it's been it's been interesting but it's good night from me and it's goodbye from me looks like we've come back and scored more 90th minute winners than i think it's like 80 percent of the league so smile because the sun always shines on the shell side Lero, that's a misleading that's a misleading that's a misleading Lero, apologize to dia apologize to session and once you're done doing that run the outro <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you.